Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. But I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, choose like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And I'm Emily. And today we have a little scoop du jour and a dear DST. And they are connected. They are. If you can believe. It's so thematic. I know. I love it. Some weeks it just works out. Like the theme just comes together. Yeah. Let's get into the scoop du jour today. Yeah. This is um, a little story that popped up over the weekend. A little tale. A a little tale. About a woman named Emily Blunt. Yes. Emily Blunt. Ever heard of her? (laughs) Um, she apologized for describing a restaurant worker as, quote, enormous. Yeah. So basically what happened was a clip from a 2012 interview resurfaced where Emily Blunt said that a waitress who served her at a Chili's restaurant in Louisiana was enormous. She used that word to describe her. Let's play that clip. You can see why so many of our American friends are enormous. (laughs) I ordered a starter once and it was like four mini burgers and they were as big as proper burgers. Well, the girl who was serving me was enormous. You know, I think she got freebie meals at Chili's. Nothing wrong with that. And she comes up and she goes, did anyone ever tell you you look a lot like Emily Blunt? And I said, I have heard that, yes. And she went, are you Emily Blunt? And I went, yeah. And she went, what are y'all doing here? (laughs) And then she was like, are y'all shooting a movie here? And I said, yeah, I'm shooting a film called Looper. And she went, Looper? And I went, yeah. And she went, y'all just made that up. (laughs) I I really didn't. So this clip is going around with many people accusing her comment of being fat phobic. Um, So she made a statement to People Magazine a couple of days ago and was like, I was appalled that I would say something so insensitive, hurtful and unrelated to whatever story I was trying to tell on a talk show. Like the interviewer does prompt it. Yeah. So this is like. I'm not excusing her by any means. No, listen, I'm not. There were people in the comments being because there's there's a version of it where it starts with her talking and then there's a version of it where it starts with him talking and the version where it starts with her talking then it just goes he goes there's nothing wrong with that or whatever see so there are a bunch of people being like king shit like no he's amazing Uh -uh. but then you look at the other version we played the longer one he is saying this is why so many people in America are enormous. Like he brought up Mm -hmm. the word enormous. He's the one who brought it up. So yes. So she did go with it. She went with it, but this is how I actually see this. I don't think it was a kind thing to say by any means, by any means. I do not approve of it at all. And I think she knows how messed up it was that she said that. However, 
I do also empathize with her a little bit as somebody who is in an interview and is telling a story. And then the interviewer says something like, oh, you go to Chili's and you see why all our American friends are enormous. Mm. And and then you just kind of you don't want to ignore the comment, but you also don't want to dwell on it too much. You're like, oh, yeah, the waitress is enormous. Anyway, do you know what I mean? I'm not saying it was right, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. I do empathize with that for her. No, I, I know when you just go along with something and it's a live show and the lights are on or whatever. But I was just thinking, and so many people said this comment too, but it was exactly what I was thinking. I was like, imagine being that woman yeah. and having this fun little experience with Emily Blunt or whatever. And then you turn on the TV, how many ever weeks later? And like, she's like, just like making fun of you. Right. And she's, you know, this gorgeous, famous actress. Yeah belittling you and you work at a Chili's yeah in middle America you know like you don't you didn't ask to be on TV right you just had this chance encounter with this famous actress Mm -hmm. and now she's kind of making fun of you not kind of she is making fun of you with this interviewer rough Jonathan Ross is his name the interviewer yeah yes um yeah, but I I walked away from it being like, I kind of blame the interviewer more than I blame Emily. And in I, this. I, bl- I blame the time period. Like that, this is something that I wish she would have said in her apology is like, like she said, oh, it was really mean and it was insensitive, but it could have been like, I was so steeped in diet culture at that right. point. We all spoke like this. And I mean, that might've sounded like it was excusing it, but it's like, I was going through stuff with my body at that point. Like I couldn't even accept my own body, let alone other people's or just like, maybe it was a totally like offhanded thing, but it's like you starred in the Devil Wears Prada. You're like one of the star, like, you know, about that world and that thinking. Um, I, it's not my apology to accept, but I do think people change and look back and are horrified by things that they've said. Um, totally. And I think she also could have completely ignored this and it would have gone away. So I do appreciate the fact that she said anything yeah, for sure. You know, th- this like blip of a clip would have eventually gone away, but I would have probably not looked as highly uh-huh. <laughs> on her if she didn't say anything. And I'm happy that she did because we say this all the time. Everybody can grow and change and realize that we said some stupid shit when we were younger and we weren't thinking about the ways that that affected the people around us. Have I ever said that Joan Didion quote on here? I don't believe so. It's like I've I've lost touch with so many people I used to be. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my. I, I'm like feeling things. Right. Like I read my old diaries and I'm like, you fucking loser. no it's true I you know I was thinking about that recently in a way like how anytime that I've ever been um irrationally upset with somebody Mm -hmm. for something that didn't have to do with me like Mm -hmm. I see somebody living a certain way or uh I don't know getting engaged after a year and a half of dating for example like I used to like see people and I'd be like you idiots. Like, you know, I would kind of like pass judgment a little bit. And now I'm like, you know, that's actually just coming from a place of jealousy that, um, that like, I wasn't sure a year and a half into my relationship that I wanted to get married. I have a diary entry with the most judgment. I think like I was reading it back and I was like, who is this person? What a psychopath because I had watched the film Rachel getting married with a bunch of my friends in college, dark film, dark film. I was like sobbing after it. And in my diary, I'm like, 
one of my friends could not see her perspective at all. She was so cold. She didn't even cry. I can't look at her ever again. Because, because she, of how she did not react to this movie. <laughs> to the movie Rachel getting married. Like, Remy, please chill. <laughs> That's insane. Wait, be, because you thought that your friend should have cried I during thought she this wasn't movie. sensitive enough. And, and we also <laughs> discussed the movie afterwards and she just like couldn't understand drug addiction and stuff. Uh, and I was like, you have no empathy and we can't be friends. And we're still friends. You're like 16 years old at the time. I you're was like, in you college. I you was like old enough to know better. Still, no, but still <laughs> I'm saying like you, you're judging this person for like not understanding how somebody was addicted <laughs> to drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lot of us haven't had that experience. I also got That's mad hilarious. at a little girl when I went to see Miss Saigon with my mom and I was crying at the end of that too and she was like in front of me and she's clapping she's like oh mother that was wonderful and I was like that girl has no heart <laughs> okay I'm not familiar with Miss Saigon I'm embarrassed to say super sad story is it a sad story yeah just horrible and I kind of agree that girl is a sociopath yeah and where she is she now <laughs> I don't know we can't prove that she's not a sociopath <laughs> anyway props to Emily Blunt for acknowledging that her behavior in this clip was less than stellar. Yeah. I'm hoping that some other people might have seen this and maybe they're rethinking some of their comments and their actions. I wonder if Jonathan Ross is being held to the flame for his instigation of it. Has anybody checked in on Jonathan Ross? I had never heard his name before this I think clip. somebody should send him an email. Somebody should DM him, see if he's done any introspection. Yeah, our British contingent, let us know how he's doing. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm Betches co-founder Jordana Abraham, and this episode is brought to you by Instacart. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us, trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to tea to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Let's get into Dear DST. Yes. Dear DST, 
I'm really loving the podcast and I really appreciate the way you guys give no bullshit advice. So I'm writing in because I found myself spiraling yesterday for no good reason. Mm. Isn't that the best kind of spiral? (laughs) For no good reason. On weekend mornings, I love putting on a movie that I've seen before, but not for a long time. It kind of feels like wrapping myself in a warm blanket. Yes. I decided to watch The Devil Wears Prada, and oh my God, how did I not realize how much this movie would trigger me? Of course, I remembered that there were lots of jokes about fashion girls trying to stay thin, not eating carbs, needing to fit into tiny clothes, etc. However... I completely forgot how ruthless all the characters were to Andy's character, who they say repeatedly is a size six. Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but cringe every time someone implied or straight up called Anne Hathaway fat in this movie. I was getting so triggered because I'm also a size six and I think of myself as fairly thin, cute, and for the most part, pretty healthy. By the end of the movie, I felt really uncomfortable in my body and kind of had the urge to go to the gym, but not for the right reasons. I'm sure you've both seen this movie, but curious to know when the last time you saw it was and what your thoughts are. It used to be one of my favorites, and I still found it somewhat entertaining, but I'm so confused why they spent half the movie calling someone fat at a size six and basically shamed her into losing weight. Another thing that's kind of weird to me is that I've known people who worked in fashion and they were definitely not all under a size six. Obviously, majority of runway models and print models are quite thin because that's still the standard. But the people who work at fashion magazines or at clothing companies are not all like that. I'm not sure what they were trying to show through this constant body shaming, but if they were attempting to make a point, I don't think they succeeded. Mm. Anyway, would love to know your general takes on the way this was treated in the movie. Sincerely, size six, which apparently is the new size 14, betch. That's a line from the movie, size six is the new size 14. Is it? Yeah. um, Nigel. Oh, my gosh. What is that actor's name? Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. Thank you. Jeez, God. Stanley Tucci's character says it to her um, in the beginning. He's like, zero is the new two, two is the new four. And she goes, oh, well, I'm a six. And he goes, that's the new 14. Oh. You are absolutely right, size six, Betch. Um, There's rampant fat phobia in this movie. And I actually rewatch this movie like every year. Mm -hmm. I've seen it many, many times. So it's actually pretty fresh in my mind. I watched it like, four months ago or something. And it didn't surprise me because I know how fat phobic this movie was. If I had to say what point they were trying to make Mm -hmm. in the movie's defense a little bit is I think what they were trying to show is how warped the fashion industry is. That's what I was going to say too. Because in every other scene, like the scenes with her friends or with her boyfriend or, you know, in every other scene, it's normal looking people. Yeah. And and nobody comments on the fact that she's size six. That would no. be insane. No, but it's in the this... people in that world and in that industry. And I know that you're saying that you've had friends who work in fashion. that's not like that. That is so great. You know, like, yeah. And I also think that's true. I, I've known a lot of people. I, I actually lived with some girls who they both worked in fashion. By the way, is it just me or is it always the most miserable people? who work in fashion. I feel like that career makes you so miserable. I was going to say it makes you miserable. I've had friends who, yeah, they worked in fashion PR and now they've left and they are the happiest people in the entire world. You have to like really, really 
you have to have such eat, a passion. Breathe, sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's like you have to have such a passion that you're willing to accept whatever garbage they throw at you until you are hazed enough that you can actually like do be somebody in it. Yeah. Um, I think the hazing is a part of the movie too, that it's just like indoctrinating you into this world where, and you said that they shamed her into losing weight. You have to remember Anne Hathaway did not lose weight in this movie. She, like the actress herself, they just dressed her differently. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, in the beginning when she's wearing that lumpy blue sweater, the one that Miranda hates, like there's like padding under it or something. Or maybe it's just like really oversized and schlumpy. Yeah. Um, or if there is padding, please correct me. But I think it's just she's dressed differently. And sometimes when you dress, you elevate your style of dress and you're wearing corsets and shit. Yeah. And like, all black. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Stanley Tucci makes the joke about the Crisco and the fishing wire. Uh-huh. You know, you can make somebody look smaller. Yeah. So I but but I agree. But with she you. didn't I, get smaller. She didn't yeah. actually lose. weight. Yeah. Um, but it, it it does bother me when I watch it. It does bother it me. It bothered me like, okay, so I this is one I rewatch a lot too. It bothered me initially, like, or not when I first saw it. When I first saw it, I was like, this is what to aspire to. This is mm. Bible because I was a dumb idiot, young child. Impressionable. Impressionable, yeah. Didn't really understand the concept of a farce. Yeah. You know, and then once you understand what a farce is, which is basically parody and like extremist parody, like it's a joke. It's a joke at ex- at the expense of people who like might be really triggered by this. But if you understand that, like this is people being stupid and acting stupid in order to show that the fashion industry is stupid. And you're supposed to think it's stupid. Like you're not supposed to be inspired when Emily Blunt says, oh, I wait till I'm really dizzy and then I eat a cube of cheese. That's supposed to be funny. By the way, it is hilarious. The way she delivers that line, I don't, she's like, let me describe my new diet. I don't eat anything. And then if I feel like I'm about to pass out, I eat a cube of cheese. Yeah. Like the term cube of cheese. You, so I get, you have to be, I think, healed at a certain level to be able to find it even funny because what you're describing is disordered eating. And it's you real. Know? And mean, it's real. It, and it's and real. some people do do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it's not like a prescription. Right. It's like, isn't this ridiculous that this yeah. is what she's calling her her new diet? Right. And like when she says, I'm one stomach flu away from my goal weight, mm-hmm. like you're not supposed to see that and think like, oh, yeah, I should make myself sick. But I'm sure they've also heard people say that before. Like, I remember when I was younger, I used to pray for a tapeworm. Yeah. And be yeah. very serious about it. Yes, I've heard that before. You know, too. but like, th- again, that is a young, impressionable person. And maybe it is irresponsible to have a farce about something that is so like an unhealthy way of life. But yeah, yeah. I- I mean, it's also, it is based on a book. I haven't read the book. Uh-huh. Um, and I wonder how closely it matches up to the book. But the they make last... similar jokes in Zoolander too. Like for sure. Fashion industry oh, movies. Oh, for sure. And that one's, again, more clearly a farce because yeah. it's so ridiculous. Wait a second. Zoolander is satire? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> is this a school for ants? <laughs> um I did have the thought the last time I watched it, though, how differently it would play out if it was actually a plus size actress in the role. Mm. I did have mm-hmm. that thought. And and I, I think it would say something different. But 
how interesting that movie would be if, I mean, even if Anne Hathaway wasn't a size six in the movie, even if she was a size 12, Mm -hmm. you know, like even if she wasn't necessarily plus size, but she was bigger than she was. Mm -hmm. I think it would play differently, but I think that's why they chose her because Because nobody would look at her and and think she needs to lose weight or that she doesn't belong here. You don't even look at her in that environment aside from the way she's dressed, right? Mm -hmm. You don't look at her and think she doesn't belong there. Yeah. Um, but many people would look at somebody who's a size 12 or 14, 16, 18, 20, and they would think, oh, she doesn't belong there. Which maybe that was more of the time. I think thankfully more people are getting included into fashion. Sizes are expanding. There are so many more like plus size creators and really stylish people, you know, like. For sure. And I agree with this writer, um, this emailer, um, the people that I've known that work in fashion, they're, they actually were not people who were obsessed with being thin and needed to always be wearing designer. They had a sense of style, mm-hmm. but they were not like these people in the movie. And granted, those weren't people who worked on the editorial side. I actually don't have much experience with what those people are like. They were more people who worked in production or in um, at, at fashion companies, at clothing companies. Yeah. And- All those people are not like that, but it's a mix, you know? They were showing one side of it. I just wanted to talk to this person for a second because you did say something that I was like, hmm, Um, I'm also a size six and I think of myself as fairly thin, cute, and for the most part, pretty healthy. Like, even if you weren't fairly thin, you could still be cute and for the most part, pretty healthy. Absolutely. Like, it it does suck that this movie sent you into a mindset like that. But like, did it make you think of other bigger people worse or just yourself? You know, like. I know that feeling so well when you watch a piece of media and for whatever reason, it makes you feel uncomfortable in your body. Like mm-hmm. when she writes that, I know exactly what that feels like. And, and I do she, too. She's like, oh, should I go to the gym? It's like, <laughs> yeah, you're going to change your whole body and feel so much better about yourself from going to the gym. After yeah. this. Like, no, but, um, but I, I relate to that. Um, the, I'm happy you brought this up because when she says, I think of myself as fairly thin, you're not fairly thin. You, you are a thin girl. Mm-hmm. Like you, we do need to, um, put some parameters on this thing. Like a, a woman who is a size six, that's somebody who's very thin. And even if size six was the new size 14, what size 14 can still be fabulous. <laughs> the There's thing. a lot of 14s that are fucking dressing better than I ever have. Uh, oh yeah. There are a lot of people at a size 14 that have infinitely better style than I have. But when we dissect that line, like the, a size six, the new 14, it doesn't really mean anything. Mm. That's another thing. Like if you, if you isolate a lot of these lines, they don't actually mean anything. It's just, it's more like what they imply based on the environment that she's in, which is this extremely superficial editorial fashion magazine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, they're setting the tone. There is, there's also things keep coming back to me. There's one scene where Meryl Streep is like, you know, everybody that I've hired in the past, they haven't worked out and they've always been obsessed with the magazine, obsessed with me, yada, yada, yada. So I thought, 
let me take a chance. Let me hire the smart fat girl. Yeah. <laughs> and it's played for a laugh. It's supposed to be. Because you're looking at her and you're like, she's obviously what? not fat. Like, yeah. it's so, it's insane that Meryl Streep thinks that she's fat. Yeah. But since so many of us have complicated relationships with our body uh-huh. and weird feelings about weight, we then project onto it like, oh, does that mean I'm fat? No, and no, is no, fat no. bad? And is fat. Can we, for a second, take a step back and understand this is satire, mm-hmm. you know? I think it's also, now I'm thinking of it in like a more like meta way. It's like the concept of control, you know, like Meryl in that role just wants to control everyone down to what they can put in their mouth. Like she controls their schedule. She controls everything. So like they're not getting fed in so many ways. Yeah. In the bigger sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Like when your life starts falling apart, that's when you know you're getting a promotion. Yeah. It's like the most unhealthy workplace in so many ways. And if we're going with that, um, that theme of control, a lot of these characters, which represent people that some of us might know in real life, mm-hmm. they are trying to maintain control through keeping their bodies small. Right. Um because they're losing control in other aspects. And like Emily, Emily Blunt's character's name is Emily. She's trying to say so, so, so small to go to Paris so that she can get all these clothes and be so fabulous and be in mm-hmm. Paris, whatever. She's killing herself at this job. She doesn't even get to go. You're not going to Paris. You're not going to Paris. She doesn't even get to go. So if we're analyzing this, it's like, wow, she so desperately was clinging for control that she didn't even have ultimately. Mm-hmm. She could get as skinny as she wanted to. She Still going to get hit by a cab and Still. have some scarves fly in the air. Although she did eventually get Anne Hathaway's Paris Dresses. clothes. Yeah. Although she said she would have to take them in because they would drown her. Because she's so big. Because <laughs> Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway is a requires a beast. circus tent. It's it's insane. It's insane. But I mean, thank you for writing in. I share a lot of these yeah. feelings. I, I really do. If it um, makes you feel bad, don't watch that shit. For sure. But also, if it helps you to watch, if you want to watch it and it's comforting, remind yourself farce, 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 farce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's what just what you have to do. It's easy to like get overly immersed in a piece of media, especially from that time, because mm-hmm. that time was really problematic. Yeah. And if you if like you had disordered eating or an eating disorder at that time, like just watching it might bring it up for you, you know, like watching yeah. anything, even like smelling lip smackers from the time might trigger that feeling, mm. you know. That Dr. Pepper flavor. Oh, my God. Smells like orthorexia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, thank you for writing in size six. Yes. Thank you. Hope you're feeling better and going to the gym for the right reasons or just chilling and watching another comfort movie. You guys, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered. Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. And if you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. And of course, follow me at Lubination. Follow me at Remy Casimir. And of course, we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650.
Betches.